Welcome to Success Grid, the place for sharing entrepreneurial stories, knowledge, and wisdom to educate and inspire you to always strive to raise your standards in your business and your life. With your host, Hussein Talib. Hey, Success Secret Insiders, and thank you for joining me for another episode of the Success Secret Podcast, where I have inspiring interviews with entrepreneurs, business owners, coaches, and authors. Are you on the mailing list? If not, you are missing your chance to win a Success Secret t-shirt that I give to one lucky subscriber every Saturday. If you like to take your chance in winning the free t-shirt, go to successsecret.net or successsecret.com to join Great Insiders. If you enjoy this free podcast, please show your support by heading to successsecret.com or successsecret.net and click on podcast at the top of the page. And don't listen on Apple Podcasts where you can leave a rating and review. And to show my appreciation for your hopefully 5-star rating and review, I will give you a shout out at the start of the upcoming episode to tell the world how amazing you are. Now, prepare to raise your standards. I am very excited to have a special guest today. Destiny Cup is a business and marketing expert who helps entrepreneurs run their online business like a Harvard MBA grad without the huge price tag. She is the host of the course Creators MBA podcast. So, are you ready to enter the grid, Destiny? I'm ready. I'm a super excited awesome, to be here. Thank awesome, you so awesome. much for having me. <laughs> me too, me too. <laughs> so, I give a little bit of introduction about you, Destiny. Why don't you tell us more about yourself and what you do exactly? Absolutely. I'd love to do that. So, basically what we do, we help entrepreneurs reduce their reliance on one-on-one services or agency-type work and scale their businesses with digital products. So that could be like an online course or a membership. And we help them sell them via Evergreen Sales Funnels. And we can get into the details about exactly what that means during our discussion here today. I'm happy to talk to you about it and tell you anything that you need to know. Awesome, awesome. So uh, how, how, how if someone knows if they are ready to start a business? In your so, opinion? Yeah, so I would, you know, start starting a business is a big decision for a lot of people, right? Yeah. So they're, you know, and a lot of people in an easy way to get started. And I've done hundreds of interviews with people that are, you know, entrepreneurs. And a lot of them, how they got started was by freelancing. Oh, okay. So they, you know, they, they knew they didn't want to work for somebody else anymore. Right. So, no. you know, then maybe they were in this nine to five job, they were working for somebody else or whatever, whatever they were doing. And they realized, you know, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to get into entrepreneurship, but I really need money now. So a really good way to kind of ease into entrepreneurship where you're, you still have that income coming in, Right. Is freelancing, and that's yeah. how a lot of people get started into entrepreneurship, and that gives yeah. them the opportunity to kind of take the baby steps. Yeah, exactly. I, I saw a lot of people go into Fiverr, especially it's like a five dollar gig, so it's uh, it's easy entry for them because the price tag for the people who want to get the gigs done are not that expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, and I would say you know that's not necessarily the first place I would go to um, <laughs> because you're not getting paid a lot of money, right? Yeah. You, you want to make sure you're getting paid what you're worth, and there yeah. are ways that you can go out there and find these freelance type gigs yeah. um, where you're actually getting paid 
you know, to, uh, you know, pay what you're worth and getting paid so you can put money, you know, food on the table and feed your kids. So Yeah, exactly. There are other places. So uh, when someone wants to say that I am, I am now done, I want to start my business, what is the first step that they should uh, do? Yeah, so basically what I always encourage people to do, you know, number one, you need to make sure you have some type of plan, the exit plan for whatever you're doing. So that exit plan might be going out and finding some of these freelance type gigs, right, to kind of get you started. So let's assume that you're at that point. You already have some of these freelance type gigs. You already have money coming in. So you're not worried about putting food on the table or paying your rent or paying your mortgage or whatever the case may be. The next step would really to be make yourself official, right? You want to make sure you're an official business. So when somebody comes to hire you for whatever type of work they're wanting to hire you for, you look like a real business. Um, and, you know, I've talked to some people, they're like, yeah, I decided, you know, it was time for me to come become a serious business. And that's when they, you know, got their website, whether it was a landing page or maybe they used Milkshake or something like that, that was a free type option. But they, you know, they made it, they made their their business official. Maybe they also went to their LinkedIn profile and optimized that because a lot of people who are hiring you for one-on-one type work or, you know, freelance type work or agency type work, they're going to go to your LinkedIn profile or maybe they're going to go to your Instagram account. So you want to make sure that when somebody goes to do research on you on the internet, that you have a proper social media and business presence out there. Yeah, yeah, so I would yeah. say that would be one of the first things I would suggest that people do. Yeah, yeah. Actually, actually LinkedIn is a great way to have like a profile of yourself and what you do and how you do it and some of the mm-hmm. examples. Especially, for example, the designers, they use sites like Unsplash and other things to publish their photos. They show their work to people and then they drive them to their websites or whatever they want to drive them to. So, okay. Yeah, so I was just going to say that's a perfect example. Um, yeah. You want people to go to your website and see kind of what you've done in the past, some of the work that you've done in the past that you're able to show so they know what they're getting when they hire you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's uh, people like visuals and it's the best example of this. So uh, once someone is like out there and the business idea is there, they have uh, this idea, what they should do next should they go build a website? Should they go build a funnel? And I want your opinion on websites versus funnel about this. Yeah, so um, the, the good news is, especially when you're just starting out, you don't have to have this elaborate website. It could just be a one-page website that lists out your services and what you do. Now, the one thing that I always encourage folks to do, rather, you know, early once they're getting started out is to have some type of lead magnet and start building that email list. Yeah. You know, when you're just get, you know, trying to get freelance gigs, you don't necessarily need the email list right away, but you need to, you know, start building that email list and building that community of people that are, you know, that that may want to buy from you in the future. And it could be just a simple type of a lead magnet, um, a PDF file, a check sheet, check, a cheat sheet, checklist, anything like that, where you're gathering their information, gathering their email list or yeah. their email. And so you have that email list being there. Yeah. Speaking of email list, do you, do you, do you recommend then that uh, collecting more data like email name or that's it? Or do you like country, other details, occupation, business? 
What's your point of this one? No, just honestly, just the minimum information, the email email address and the first name. If you start asking people, give me your phone number, give me your country, give me your income level, whatever. (laughs) You know, I see that. I have seen that um, on on landing pages. People aren't going to do it. They're just going to leave. Yeah, yeah. Minimum information. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, lead magnet ideas. What? Maybe you said that it's the easiest thing to do with having just the name and the email address. That's it. This is the minimum. But maybe is there a business that requires more than that, in your opinion? Um, say that one more time. I want to make sure I'm understanding you. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the basic info needed is like the email address and the name. Do you think there are type of businesses that, for example, need more than that, like a phone number or whatever? Well, I mean, you know, here's the thing. If somebody wants to, they're in your kind of ecosystem, whether they're on your social media or they're on your email list, if they want to hire you, they're going to reach out to you. Yeah. Um, you can, you know, what I, one of the things that I use my email list for is I do surveys quite a bit. I've actually done two surveys in the past three or four months, surveying my email list, just finding out, you know, what what do they need help with? Uh, you know, one of the things I served them uh, email or surveyed them about was my podcast. I wanted to get some more information on what kind of you know what kind of podcast they were interested in listening to, what yeah. kind of guests did they want. So you can get information from folks later on as you start building your email list. Yeah, actually, that's a very good idea. Maybe from one funnel to another, like filtering. Maybe this goes mm-hmm. a well idea. Yeah, uh, so. When you have your landing pages set up, what is the best example of it? Like I see some websites have the basic uh, like headline and then name and email required. Or there are like big uh, lead pages or capture pages. Which do you think is a better uh, form? Um, I think in general for a lead magnet, simple is best. When you start overwhelming people with too much information, they're not going to go, they're not going to know where to go on the page. So when they go to your landing page, you don't want to have all your footer stuff at the bottom. You don't want to have, you know, all your social media accounts because what's going to happen is they're going to start clicking everywhere else and they're not going to enter their name and email address, (laughs) which is the purpose of the landing page yeah exactly exactly so after that that happened and you have your own landing page or capture page uh, what is the sequence or email sequence that you should or someone's create that's a great question and what happens a lot of times is we do all this work, right, to get them on our email list and deliver them whatever we were promising them. Let's just say it was some type of PDF, yeah. but we don't do anything afterwards. And what happens yeah. is they don't know about us. They don't know what they forget, quite frankly. Yeah. So you have to set up what we call, uh, you know, different terminologies. People call it different things, but it can be called a welcome sequence. It can be called a nurture sequence, but you need to have that set up so that it's, and it can be automated. It's not something yeah. you're having to do manually. So exactly. have that set up. So when people get on your email list, you have a welcome sequence that, you know, talks a little bit about what you do and how you're helping them. And you might even have some value add type emails to kind of help them through their journey. And at some point, you can offer up your services or whatever you're doing or whatever you're selling. Right. So. Uh, you, you mentioned a PDF. So, for example, is uh, 
what should people offer on their landing page is it a pdf like a video or like an audio which one do you think is best maybe or the simplest or they should start with so i you know it really just depends on your audience and you may need to test out different lead magnets to figure out what works best for your audience um i'll tell you some of the ones that have worked best for me and one yeah. of some of the ones that have worked best for me is a video series. Oh, yeah. So basically, um, you know, delivering a video series throughout the course of the welcome series where every, um, you know, every day or every other day, however, however I have it set up, they're getting a short video, like a very short video, like a five minute or less video where I'm teaching them a topic. And that's been one of the best lead magnets in my business. But you don't have to do that. It, it, you know, it, for your audience, maybe they need some type of template or swipe file and you have like a short video that walks them through how to use it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, PDF may be the simplest, but having video is like more interactive and shows people who you are. Yeah. yeah and the other thing I like about video is it requires part of their time. So they're a little yeah. bit more invested. Committed, in yes. Right. They're committed. So that's another reason why I like the video. So, you know, if somebody's actually watching your video, they're definitely interested in what you have to offer. Yeah, exactly. So uh, now having a landing page and uh, autoresponder, these kind of things require a platform or a website or something that you can have. So you can build this website and have the sequence. What is the things that you recommend or the apps that you recommend to start with? Well, the good news is there's a ton on the marketplace. So depending on your budget and, you know, what you want to accomplish, you can, you know, kind of go out there and, and figure that out. So I'll give you some ones that I've worked with in the past that I really like. And for landing mm -hmm. pages, I love lead pages. Okay. I will tell you, um, and it's fairly cheap. Uh, uh, there is some type of monthly cost, but it's fairly cheap. The and what I like about lead pages is all their templates have been proven to convert. Mm -hmm. So they've been tested over and over and over again. They've been proven to convert. So lead pages is a great one. Um, you know, in terms of email service providers, you know, any of them, quite frankly, work well. I use ConvertKit. I know a lot of people use MailChimp and ActiveCampaign. Um, and I know there's some new ones that are coming out in the marketplace. I think like Flowdesk. And I think I was on AppSumo and they had some some plans on there, too. So, you know, just make sure that they have an automated email sequence in there that you can actually do the automation. Yeah, cool. So awesome. Though, though a lot of people recommend maybe Uber and get response. What do you think of these two? I haven't used them myself, no. uh, so I can't really speak to them in particular. But, you know, it's all about testing. So you can test something out and see if it works for you. Yeah, yeah. Because email deliverability is something important. But this builds over time, right? Trust for the email address and the domain name. It, it takes time mm -hmm. for the... The email, uh, email hosting like Hotmail or the Gmail to take it not into to spam to take it into the inbox, right? Yeah, it does. I mean, you have to you want to build that trust with your subscribers 
so that they are actually opening up your emails. And that's what you're shooting for, right? You want them mm. to actually open up your emails and engage mm. with them, respond yeah, to them. Exactly. And that will help with your email de- deliverability. Yeah, cool. So you, you, someone built their uh, lead magnet page. How or where they can find their ideal customer? So another great question, and this can be a little bit, you know, difficult, right, for, for folks when they're just starting out. So I'll give you some of the strategies that have worked for me over the years. And uh, I would say that one of the best things that you can do is focus on content marketing. Now, content marketing uh, would be like blogging or podcasting, kind of what we're doing now. It could be YouTube. Um, But really, you want to build the SEO of your website. Cool. So, and you can do that via content marketing and blogging, and that'll get people to your website and you can get them on your email list. And that, the reason why I love content marketing is you are going to be, you know, blogging or podcasting or whatever about your, you know, your own kind of where you help people. And if they're interested in that content, they're going to come to your website. Yeah, and exactly. there, that's where you're going to have your lead magnet so they can get on your email list. Yeah, cool. So you mentioned content marketing, but there are like a lot of social media out there, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, a lot of those. Where is the focus should be? On one I, or all of them? I So I like... Um, and it, it, again, it kind of depends on your goals. Um, you definitely want to have a presence out there on, you know, on, you know, depending on where your ideal customer is. If you're serving like a 20 year old, I might even consider TikTok. I'm not yeah. on TikTok, <laughs> but you know, you might even want to consider, you know, if you're, you know, if you have a young, younger type crowd, um, yeah. if you're a freelancer and, you know, you're wanting these bigger type companies to hire you, definitely go on LinkedIn. Um, You know, in in terms of social media, what I like about Pinterest, and it's where I put a lot of my focus, is because Pinterest doesn't function like a search engine. It doesn't function like social media. It functions like a search engine. Exactly. People that are going to Pinterest, they're typing in, you know, how do I do X? And then they're finding your content and they're coming to your website. So, And it's visual. Yeah, it is visual. Over the years, Pinterest has been one of the biggest drivers to my website, which has allowed me to gather, you know, put people on my email list. Um, Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook, they're more, they serve a different purpose, right? You know, they're not necessarily going to be a huge driver for you to get people onto your email list or get people on your website, but you may have clients that, you know, find you on LinkedIn or find you on Instagram. They like the contact that you have posted there and they hire you. It's Mm. just a a different type of way for people to find you, basically. So, so, but what, uh, what is the best? type of content do you think is it depending on the business video articles blog posts uh, images what is the yeah, best type so of I, I think people need especially to we what, have youtube yeah yeah i think people need to do what they feel comfortable with there could be some people that absolutely love video and what they're promoting you know lends itself to youtube right 
Mm. Um, maybe they're doing a lot of how-to type stuff where they're showing people different different things and they need to mm. show them on video. Maybe their audience is more, you know, audio, you know, more yeah. audio and they listen to podcasts. Then I yeah. would focus a lot more on podcasts. Um, yeah. I, I think everybody needs to have some type of content, like blog type content on their website just to have that SEO. I'm not saying you have to blog every week or anything like that. I only do it once a month, right? So, okay. you know, <laughs> but, you know, having content on your website, I think it's important too. Yeah, cool. So maybe also there is like the PR type of websites. Can people, can people, especially with the new blogs or with new website or new funnels, can they have some kind of PR? Uh, yeah, so basically I have a landing page on my website that's for media. So PR type stuff and media only um, that people can go to and get information about who I am and what I'm doing. I want to make sure mm. I'm answering your question correctly. Is that what yeah. you were wondering? Yeah. yeah. So I think that's, you know, especially if you're wanting to be visible into the marketplace. So let's just say you want to speak at a conference. Maybe it's a virtual conference or you want to be a guest on somebody's podcast. Kind of like what we're doing here today. Yeah. I would. I think that you need to have a page on your website that, you know, basically talks about who you are, what you do, your credentials, and why somebody would want you on their podcast or yeah. to guest blog from them or speak at a summit for them. Yeah, cool. But uh, uh, is there some kind of investment involved in this, or they can do it for free? Yeah, you just put it on your website. You can do it for free. Um, you know, one of the things, and just to kind of give you, uh, give your audience a little bit of a tip here, um, I have joined some Facebook groups. There's one, I think it has like 18,000 people in it. And yeah. basically what that is, is, is people who are either looking for guests for their own podcast or people who want to be a guest on other people's podcasts. Yeah, so yeah. there are a lot of free ways that you can go out there and kind of say, you know, here's, I'm looking to be a guest on, you know, people's podcasts. Here's yeah. my media page. Here's my PR page. If you're interested in having me on your podcast, feel, feel free to reach out. So yeah. there's a lot of opportunities like that, that you can get visible in the marketplace that doesn't cost you anything. Yeah, and I've, yeah. I've probably gotten booked on maybe eight podcasts this past month. Cool. Just by doing that. Awesome, awesome. That's uh, great. So sometimes leading someone to maybe a page that might sound like some kind of salesy to people because they know that you kind of want something from them, right? Yeah. yeah you know, how can you say... do that? How can you do that when the intention of serving them? Yeah, so basically when I reach out to people, what I will say is, you know, I, depending on, you know, how I found out about them, I'll say, I found out about you by my friend, or I found out about you about your post in this Facebook group and want to reach mm -hmm. out. I've looked at your podcast and, um, you know, basically looked at who you're serving. And I think I have some content that would be of value to you. And if you want to learn more about me, here's my media page or my PR page. Feel free to reach out if you want to, you know, if you want to connect. So it, it's very, I, I wouldn't say, um, you, you can position it as in a way that you're more coming from a place of serving them 
and serving their audience rather than I want to, you know, I'm out here just to promote myself, which is not what you want to do at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so do you think that maybe reaching out to some influential people can be possible, especially with the ones starting out that they have no following, no website visitors? Yeah, I would say, I mean, you can reach out to anybody. I mean, the worst they can say is no, right? Exactly, or not, exactly. Or, or they're not going to respond. Ask, ask me. I know the answer to that. Ask me, yeah. So yeah. they're probably exactly. just not going to respond. And that's yeah. okay, too. That's yeah. okay. Good, yeah. But I will say that where I have got gotten the most um, mm. kind of traction in reaching out to people, um, and, and quite frankly, you know, from a benefit from my own, business too is just more the smaller type of podcast somebody who's just getting started or um or or you know it's just those audiences i've been able to serve um in a tremendous manner and so i would that doesn't bother me so what i would tell folks is don't worry about who they are or you know what they're doing just go out from a place of service and you'll you'll you know, you'll do great things in the world. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so is there a way to gain trust in this way? How can you gain trust to, to people? Whether before, during, or after uh, the leading to the offer? Yeah, so, you know, again, just I think how you present it to them. And, you know, I always tell folks, you tell me what you want to talk about. Here's kind of my areas of expertise. And, um, you know, you, but you tell me where, where your audience needs the most help or where you want to focus in this particular interview. So from that place of service, the other thing I would say is if somebody is um, kind enough to allow you to either be a good guest on their blog or, you know, podcast or whatever, you know, you know, it, it amazes me how many people don't do this is take a second, review their podcast, right? Because that's a huge thing in the market. Yeah. You know, yeah. podcasters want reviews. Take a second, review their podcast, but also promote it. Even if it's just putting it in Instagram stories or your LinkedIn stories, yeah. tell people you were on that podcast Yeah, cool. to help exactly. get the word out. Yeah, exactly. So uh, do you have uh, a website? or a landing page for you, for people that want to get some ideas of the best lead magnet ideas on how they can form their own? Yeah, so on my website, which is destinycop.com, and that's spelled like you're my destiny, but with an I at the end, and then C-O-P-P with two P's, so like cop with two P's. I have um, resources for you. You can get some lead magnet ideas, so you can help you know, get get people on your email list, which is what we talked about today. Um, but also some other free resources if anybody's interested in possibly, um, you know, creating an online course in the future. Yeah. So my final question is, uh, what is the budget that can someone put into starting their business? If someone's thinking about right now starting a business, what's the minimum budget that they can have uh, as for money money wise uh, honestly i think if they're just wanting to dip their toes in it and start freelancing i think you can get started for free exactly exactly I, 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 you know you don't have to have a website immediately you don't have to pay for mailchimp or convertkit immediately 
you don't have to do all that. You can use a service like you can use just the social media and put your accounts out there on social media, LinkedIn, mm. Instagram, et cetera, and use something like Milkshake just to set up a simple landing page for you. You don't have to pay anything at this point. There's awesome. so many resources out there in the marketplace yeah. for you to get started. Exactly. You should never stop. You can. You should always raise your standard and strive for the best that you can, definitely. So thank you, Destiny, for being here with me today. Thank you so awesome. much for having me. I had a blast. Yeah, me too. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Success Grid. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you found value in the show, rate and leave a review on iTunes. For more resources, visit successgrid.net. Until next time.